Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, thrilled to have you here for another epic debate. And if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, want to let you know a few things first. I'm your host, James Coons. Thrilled to have you here as we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. And so we want to let you know, no matter what walk of life you are from, folks, we hope you feel welcome. Whether you be Christian, atheist, Democrat, Republican, you name it, folks. We're glad you're here, no matter what walk of life, no matter what your view is on all these different things we debate. And so with that, we are going to jump into this. So, want to let you know as well, folks, we are thrilled and excited that the podcast for Modern Day Debate has launched. And people seem to be downloading a lot, which is encouraging that people are finding it useful. And so, want to let you know, folks, if you have not yet, pull out your favorite, I should say, pull out your phone and Pull up your favorite podcast app and find Modern Day Debate as we are very excited that, like I said, this is a great podcast for like long trips, long drives, maybe working out, whatever you want. And so hopefully that's valuable to you and also want to let you know if you're listening via podcast, I have linked the speakers in the description box for the podcast as well. And so you can find our guests at those links in the description box either at the podcast or here on YouTube. And so with that, folks, want to let you know we are thrilled to have our guests and we want to give them a chance to let you know what you can expect to find at those links that are in the description box for both YouTube and the podcast. And so we'll start with Skylar. We're thrilled to have you back, Skylar. It's been a while. What can people expect to find at your link in the description? Hey, everybody. Uh, You know, my channel is a channel of entertainment and debates, and uh, we talk a lot about theology. Uh, I I like to just say that if you want to have a good time, you want to laugh, you want to learn something, and you want to maybe see an intellectual debate, it's the place to come, the Skylar Fiction Show. So that's a little bit about what we do. You got it. Thanks so much, Skylar. Glad to have you back. And CJ, good to have you back as well. So what can people expect to find at your link in the description, CJ? Yeah, so I, uh, I run the uh, the Synagogue channel. I have two different podcasts I do on there. Uh, one is The Watchdog, which is a, kind of a news-oriented bod- podcast, kind of centers a little bit more on uh, not so much American news, but more like stuff in like Israel and in like the Roman Catholic Church and other global religious bodies and stuff like that. Uh, and then I also do one called Unapologetics. I actually just did a part two of an episode of that today, uh, responding to Brandon Tatum's claims on the deity of Christ, if anybody's interested in that shameless plug. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I do is just a lot of talk about, uh, politics and religion might get some philosophy and history in the future, though. I say that a lot and still haven't actually done it. So nobody take real stock in that. You got it. And so we are excited for this folks. What we're going to do is have that flexible 10 minute opening statement for the format followed by open conversation and then Q and a. So if you happen to happen to have a question, feel free to fire it into the old live chat, tagging me with at modern day debate so that I can see every question and put it into that list. And what we're going to do is CJ is going to start first. And so I have the timer set for you already. CJ, the floor is all yours. And once again, thanks for being with us. Yeah. I appreciate you. And I appreciate of course, uh, Skylar, for being here with us as well. 
Um, of course, I want to start just by giving uh, all glory and praises to Jesus Christ and blessings to you all in his name. Uh, of course, the question that we're having here today, that we're having put before us here today, is not really phrased in the in the form of a question, but essentially it's on the ethics of the slaying of Canaan. And for those of you who don't know, uh, which I highly doubt is anybody actually watching this, because otherwise, why would you be here, right? Um, this is specifically in reference to the book of Joshua and, of course, the you know books surrounding Joshua that command how this is supposed to be done. When, according to the Bible, the Israelites actually came into Canaan and destroyed the seven nations that were there, Gergesites, Perizzites, Canaanites, so on and so forth, right? Um, and the question, is this ethical? Obviously, in my opinion, it rests on a, um, rests really on a God claim in a way, right? Um, so if the narrative is actually speaking to us the truth, right, which I believe that it is, then of course this is a justified slaying of the Canaanites. It's not even up for dispute. Why do I say that? Number one, God is sovereign and can do quite literally anything he wants. I want to stress this point for those who are out there and claim to be Christian, right? Um, God is a sovereign being. He's capable of saving and only saving every purple panda born on the seventh Tuesday of September if he so chooses. And that, of course, would mean nothing, right? God is a loving God, so he does not do these things. But the idea that he owes us something is completely absurd, right? We are his creations. We are the pot in the situation. The potter is the actual focus in this particular equation, right? Just as it is in any other equation. So we don't have the authority to sit there and start questioning God's morality, right? Now, that's only for believers, of course. That, that doesn't really have any effect on the non-believers, I guess I would say. But I just want to make that clear, right? That's the first reason why, if the narrative is telling the truth, then of course this is justified. Secondly, if the narrative is telling the truth, then um, the second reason why, if the narrative is telling the truth, this is completely and totally justified is because, of course, God being the sovereign judge, right? Not only is he does he have the authority, but he actually has an obligation to judge sinful and wicked peoples. And by the way, he does not show any partiality between nations. The, uh, the slaughter of the Canaanites is considered particularly rough, but let, us, let me remind you that at one point in time and in some time in the future, according to the Bible, God has judged the entire planet. God has judged Israel on numerous occasions, judging them in the form of the Babylonian captivity, judging northern Israel in the form of the Assyrian captivity, judging Judah in, in its return in the form of the Roman captivity. God does not show partiality with any of these groups of people because God is the sovereign judge, the ultimate judge, a righteous judge who is thrice holy. What does this mean? It means that he is obligated by his very nature to destroy the unrepentant wicked nations. And I would like to stress, by the way, that that includes, at least in my opinion, in the modern day, in case that question is to come up at some point. And of course, that leads us to the third reason why this is obviously justified, if the narrative is telling the truth, which is that the Canaanites are doing horrible and egregious things. If we go to the list of things which the Canaanites at least are accused of in the scripture, we'll start with Leviticus 18. Now, it doesn't explicitly say that everything in Leviticus 18 is being done specifically by Canaan, but it basically says that everything in Leviticus 18 is being done by Canaan. In verse 3, we say, after the doings of the land of Egypt, wherein ye dwelt, shall ye not do. And after the doings of the land of Canaan, whither I bring you, shall ye not do. Neither shall ye walk in their ordinances. It then proceeds to list out a bunch of things that you should not do. This includes sleeping with your own family members, sleeping with beasts, sacrificing your children to Moloch, 
homosexuality, so on and so forth. Of course, some of those things being higher and lower in the actual moral claim than others. But the idea being that these people are indeed um, very wicked, according to the scripture, according to what we're actually being uh, set out here. And that's not just from a biblical standpoint. Even the atheists would agree, even the secularists would agree, unless they just are completely morally nihilistic in total. That sacrificing your children is wrong, that temple prostitution is wrong, that incest is wrong, that cruelty to animals is wrong, so on and so forth. All these different things that we see the Canaanites being constantly accused of. And by the way, we do know for a fact that this did indeed occur. There will be many people who want to whitewash history and say the Canaanites were actually these gentle, nature-loving polytheists. That is simply not the case. We don't have solid records from before the time of uh, roughly 800, 700 BC, but we do have some some indication of what happens before then in a lot of their, um, what you, I guess you would call colonies, Phoenician colonies, right? Um, so for example, with Carthage, right? Uh, we have a lot of reports from Carthage, or not from Carthage, excuse me, from the enemies of Carthage, uh, the Romans and the Greeks, for example, um, saying that these people were very proficient in the slaughtering of infants. Human sacrifice was pretty common in the world. Infant sacrifice was a little bit less common in the world. So it was definitely of note when the Romans and the Greeks were dealing with these people. And if you trace back Carthage's history far enough, you will realize it's a Canaanite colony. Uh, you can do the same thing with Crete. Crete has a long history of what we would consider to be debaucherous behaviors, licentious sexual practices. Somehow they managed to get it in their head that they were having sacrifices every year at one point in time in a labyrinth. Whether or not that actually happened as a part of history is sort of irrelevant. The point is their myths show that they were a quite uh, vicious culture that was at least in theory okay with sacrificing children. Once again, you trace their history back, you will see that this is a Canaanite colony, right? And the only real reports we have of the religious practices of the Canaanites when they lived in Canaan comes from the scripture, which I believe is a historical, uh, historically accurate document, which is showing indeed that these cultures were doing in Canaan the exact same things that they would go do on the island of Crete and over in Carthage. So if those three things are to be accepted as true, and I believe that they are, right, that God is capable of doing basically whatever he wants, he's the creator, that God is obligated to judge the wicked, and that the Canaanites definitely qualify as the wicked, then I think the answer is obviously yes. God is not only justified in taking them out, again, I would say he is obligated to take them out. And I would argue the exact same thing is true of any other nation that decides that as a whole, they want to turn away from righteousness and from God. And with that, I would concede. Thank you very much. <clears throat> also, Forgot to mention it at the very start, folks. We are pumped for this debate coming up that I am pointing to on the screen right now. Matt Dillahunty is confirmed for next Friday. It's going to be epic. That's going to be whether or not Jesus fulfilled prophecies with Samuel Nissan. And so want to let you know, folks, you don't want to miss that one live. So if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and that little notification bell so that you don't miss that one live. And with that, we'll kick it over to Skyler for his opening statement as well. Thanks so much, Skyler. I have the clock set for you. The floor is all yours. Excellent. Uh, I guess here we are again, folks, talking about the word genocide and God. And in the context of God committing a genocide. I don't know about you out there, folks. Let's just let's talk plainly here for a second. I want you to raise your hand out there and just note it to yourself. How many of you believe your God is genocidal? 
right? How many believe that your God is actually capable of committing genocide? Okay, just want, I just want to put that out before I really get in because this is not, I, I, want, to, I want to kind of let other people know not a mainstream view what CJ is putting out here. Okay, uh, this is what I would call a very extremist uh, view of the topic. Now, what I, what I heard from CJ is, is basically God can just do whatever he wants because people are his clay, they're his creation. So it wouldn't really matter, you know, if he killed them because they were sacrificing babies, if he killed them simply because they were born with a sinful nature. Why are we even talking about whether it's the Canaanite situation, right? Someone could just steal an apple and they're worthy of death, right? Because simply being born is worthy of death in your Christian worldview. So, you know, let's, I guess for some sake of argument, we're going to have, you know, I'm willing to grant, like, we'll just say there's a God, right? Because this is going to be a really boring argument if I just say, hey, let's try to get you to prove there's a God first. Like, so we'll just skip ahead, right? Let's say there's some form of God. Now, you're trying to argue basically that it's moral in cases to execute children and babies, because it's not like, you know, God just went in specifically and killed the people who were doing uh, the wrong actions, right? He just, he wiped out everybody, anything that was living. Now, is that what we want to call moral? We're going to, you're, you're basically going to call it moral to execute innocent children, right? I wouldn't even probably be having this debate with you if it was just about the, the adults, Right, I might be able to be persuaded to your side. I'm not for right. I'm not even gonna, you know, I'm not gonna get into the historical aspect tonight of this. But I do disagree with some of the historical aspects that you've laid out. I don't think this is the key issue that I'm gonna deal with here. But there, there has to be a level to where this all-powerful, almighty God, who can build universes, right? but can't be specific about the people that he's killing, right? You talked about how God, he has to do it. Like, it's his responsibility. It might be your exact word, but like, okay, well, what about all the child molesters now, right? What about all the people that are harming babies now, right? Why, why would God not just strike all those people dead, Right? What about what, all those, like, but not that, that that's the reason why he's allowed to strike them dead, right? They were just born with the nature that he gave them, right? So it doesn't really matter what it is, but, but let's talk contextually. Like, yo, you're talking about how bad these Canaanites were. Let's grant it. Let's say they're awful monsters that ate babies, right? Well, there are people who do awful things to children these days, all over the world, we still have sex slave trades going on. Why doesn't God drop those people down, right? Why is it that God only seems to show up in places we can't verify it, right? In why is it when we look at the Bible, right, the stories of the Israelites and the violence and all the things it talks about, is just like the cultures that were around them, right? They weren't different. The ancient Israelites sacrificed babies. 
There's a great episode, by the way. Check out Dr. Josh Bowen on the Digital Hammurabi channel. He's got an interview with a doctor who has a whole book about Israelite child sacrifices. So, in the end, here's what's going to happen, right? You're going to say, my God can do whatever he wants because my God is whatever the perfect standard of morality. But it's not, you're going to say that, right? And I'm just simply going to, in some sense, dismiss it because if all you have is my God can do whatever I want, that's really not an argument. And it leads to all kinds of problems. What if God, what if God in those stories, like, got more specific about how he wanted all the people killed? Would that make it wrong? What if, what if he was like, I want you to torture everybody first before you kill them? Would that make it wrong? Right? What, what if we took like the babies, right? Like we took the babies and we, we threw them in a pit of alligators. Would that make it wrong? Right? Is it because simply it was just swords that that's okay? Right? Is there any action that God could order that would be moral? And I, I don't think you're going to be able to say uh, otherwise. You're going to have to say it's moral. All right. I think that's good for right now. I'll give up the rest of my time. You got it. We'll jump into open conversation, folks. So thanks so much, everybody. As mentioned, if you happen to have a question, feel free to fire it into the old live chat. If you tag me with at Modern Day Debate, it makes it easier for me to see those questions. And so with that, the floor is all yours, gentlemen. CJ, how do you want to start, bro? You got uh, well, there's a there's a couple things that just because I think they'll be quick, I just want to so- somewhat, I guess, clarify. Not that I necessarily addressed them, but I sort of did, and you addressed them harder. Uh, um, you know, so you say like, well, there's all this, this, all those stuff that people do today. Why doesn't God show up on the scene today? Um, I would actually argue that he definitely does judge nations today. I'll give a perfect example with the American South, right? The American South blasphemously claimed themselves to be more Christian. And in case of devoutness, it was actually probably true during the American Civil War. And yet, what were they doing? They were not only oppressing people, but oppressing even their own brothers and sisters in Christ, right? And what happens to them? They ended up getting horribly destroyed. Some areas of the South haven't recovered to this day, right? Yeah. Uh, Nazi Germany. Old, Old Testament. Well, they were following Old Testament, Old Testament biblical practice for slavery. Well, that's, that's, that's certainly not true, though. That's certainly not true. They, that's they, that's they, definitely true. Leviticus clearly lays out this type of slavery. And in fact, if you look at the roots in the United States, you couldn't just do anything you wanted to your slaves. There were laws that were actually very similar to the laws in Israel, right? Now, it wasn't based on race, the Israeli slavery that was there. But in the South, those laws were absolutely based on a lot of the Old Testament. Uh, so just, I just I just have to clarify. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you should actually know that this isn't true because you talk to Dr. Josh frequently, right? And it's very well, well known. He, that he, he agrees with me. South was not only was it worse than the Israelite slavery, it was worse than most forms of slavery mm-hmm. throughout history. The American South... And the African slave trade is one of the more egregious instances of slavery in world history. That's well accepted by historians at this point. Um, uh, well, I mean, well, just, no, just to push, to push back, example. though. Well, let's push back. Three things that are the same. People were owned as property. Children were bought as slaves. People were kept for life. You could, uh, you could uh, beat your slave with a rod for discipline. Those four things were the same as American slavery. And I, I hate to say it, those are kind of the big ones. I mean, I would argue there's certainly a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that has to go into there, but the thing is we're going to completely derail this. The point yeah, is, yeah, I, yeah. I would we just... Moved it. Yeah, we don't want to get lost yeah. too much goods. 
I guess I, I would just say with with a, to leave the topic, there is a slave Bible out there for a reason, right? It's because they wanted to cut out all the parts that told them about how you're supposed to respect your slaves as if they are still people, right? And, and um, we could obviously have a con- maybe you even should at some point. I don't think I've ever even had a debate on biblical slavery with you, or Dr. Josh. Maybe I have. I know I've had conversations. Not the point. Um, the point, though, I do think is that I'm a you know, when we look off on me from Josh. <laughs> But Josh is rubbed off on me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're totally fine. Um, The point is, though, is I I do think God definitely does judge nations today. I mean, I think you see the pummeling of Nazi Germany, the pummeling of ISIS, the pummeling of the American South. And I would argue, by the way, for the the American forces is what you're talking about. American forces, not God. It's not God doing it. Hang on. No, you got to understand scripture, my friend. It's very clearly listed in scripture. The Babylonians did not know that they were the instruments of God, but they were the instruments of God nonetheless in judging wicked Israel, mm. which by the way, you're going to get yeah. no argument from me that the Israelites sacrificed children. The Bible says they did. And then says that God yeah. judged them for it. Um, so like uh-huh. no argument from me there. Right. Yeah. Um, don't, don't you think that it would be definitely like, do you think it would be immoral of America to drop bombs on a country and kill everybody? If they could just kill the bad guys somehow, say there was a button and I press a button and every terrorist member drops dead in the world. Right. And the other button was a button I could press and it just kills everyone in the country where the terrorists are. Right. It kills the children, everybody else. What would be more moral to press? Which button? Well, to be honest with you, th- th- I think that, that would kind of depend. First off, I would say I don't have the authority, neither do you, neither does any other human. No, I'm just asking you. No, not, not from God perspective, just you. Right. right. You, your morals are still based on God. Right. So this your moral framework should still be built into you. You should be able to be asked a question and you would know based on your moral framework whether it was moral or not. Right. Well, that's so kinda, that's, which what would be more moral? Say, like, I don't believe that I under any circumstances, unless I like can provably know that God told me to do something. I don't think that I have any sort of a justification or authority to do that. Um, no, so let's just I say you were in control. No, no, just imagine you're a military general. Right. So like, no, on, you're just, just a man. Yeah. Like yeah. I would not do anything if I could. And if I had to take the method that would take the least amount of life, because I don't believe that I am an authority to do that sort of thing. Right. It, hold hold like, on. No, you, what, no, 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 no. Is that really why you think you wouldn't do it? Isn't because you cared about the children and you didn't want them harmed. You would do it just because God's the one who has the right. That's the only reason. Well, so, I mean, obviously I'm going to have some of my own emotions in that for sure. But then I right. think that's where you have to get to a second point, right? Which is that, um, and this is something that's brought up frequently. Your, your heart tells you though, right? It would be the right thing to do to save the children if you could. Your right, heart you know, tells you that, right? Though, you know, biblically, make that's sure. the way it's supposed to. Yes, right? Your heart, yeah, but your heart does tell you that. Right, but think about this for a second, right? Think, consider the story of Abraham for a moment. Your heart right? goes against God. No, I'll give you a perfect example from Scripture, right? This is actually explicitly a scriptural thing. Uh, think of Abraham in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Yeah. And God has decided he's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. He's going to completely wipe it out, right? And Abraham, who is the father of faith, by the way, who's beloved by God, right? He's not crazy. The guy who had a bunch of, like, sex slaves, the concubines? I mean, that's obviously that. I mean, but, but, I mean he was God, that, yeah, no, 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 no. But God, you're saying he's a perfect, not a perfect moral being, but he was one of God's morally favored beings in the Bible, Abraham, right? Yeah, he like he favored Abraham. Yeah, exactly, right. And you know, a man who had many literal prost, not prostitutes, sex slaves, concubines. 
So God favors people who have concubines in those times. I mean, I don't think that you could argue that Abraham had any concubines for sure. He definitely had wives. Hey, but Hagar would be a second it, wife. It's in the sure. scripture. He, he has concubines. It's um, in the scripture. He's concubines. Nonetheless, to get back to I mean, the I, I could pull it up though. But I mean, but it is in scripture. It says that he has concubines. Let's keep going because it's not as relevant to the thing. But anybody can look it up later if you want in the chat. You guys can put it in there. Go ahead. So when you're looking at the situation, though, you see um, God says that he's going to judge these people. And Abraham, who's his servant, whom he loves, says, would you destroy it for the sake of 50 righteous? Would you destroy it for the sake of 40? So on and so forth. Right. In other words, we're expected. You see, even they're the father of faith. We're expected to have exactly the reaction that you are actually expecting from me right now. Right. The thing Disgust. is, God, yeah. God, being disgust towards God, because, you know, he's doing something wrong in your heart. He's doing, he's doing something that would be wrong for me. Absolutely. It's not well, wrong no, for no, him. He's the ultimate taker of all life. He's the ultimate but, judge. Well, but, you're, right? but even in that situation, even if you, but, but if you were watching him do it, you would feel it was wrong. If you watched him tell someone to kill a baby and you had to watch that person kill a baby in front of you, you're going to tell me that you would feel that God is perfectly good in this situation for having that baby executed in front of you. So hang on. So you're saying if I have got so I don't think that would happen though. I guess I, other than the a case of it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, destroying it, the whole nation. Okay, right? I, it's it's just a, it's just a thought. It's a brain. No, I, thought, I understand okay? that, but there, it gets it gets the whole no. Well, it's the same context. Just imagine you're a person standing there watching, right? Just imagine you're there in Canaan, right? You're there in Canaan at that time. You watch a soldier walk up to a baby who's doing nothing inside of a crib, slice it open. Then he walks over to the child that's right next to it, slices that person open. Then he maybe kills the husband and decides he keeps the wife, right? Well, maybe not with the Canaanites. They had to kill everybody in that scenario. But another scenario is he could have just, you know, taken the wife and brought her back home. But, like, how would you feel? Would That wouldn't make you be like, that's wrong. Killing a baby is wrong. You, you wouldn't feel that. I would certainly feel like I don't like it, absolutely, just as Abraham felt that he didn't like it. But the Why, thing why is, don't you like judgment it? Why? Or why? Because I'm why a person. I don't want people to die and suffer. Okay. Right? Why does judgment need to come on babies? Well, I mean, actually, I think that's a pretty interesting question, to be honest with you. I think, number one, I do think that it is true that man is inherently sinful. Um, you don't have to teach your children to lie. You don't have to teach, teach your children to steal, to be mean to each other. I mean, in some instances, like, there's even horrible things that you don't have to teach your children to do, right? Like, like racism, for example, right? Um, no, 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 I think it's pretty much most of the time with racism, it's it's pretty much taught. I, I got to be honest, I, I totally disagree. disagree. I think that kids are a lot smarter and more perceptive than people think. And one of the first things you notice is that that kid's a different color. And if you want to be mean about that, you can be mean about that. And kids are mean. It, right? Noticing somebody's a different color isn't racism. No, I know. But like I said, if you want to be mean about that, about that fact, they are. Why, why would, yeah, but why would you be like mean just because somebody's a different... It, I just, that's, I think that's a different mean. That's my point. That's like, I, oh, I think okay. I, this is okay. This is the opinion thing. that, Oh, I, I well, Oh, do you have any children? I, I'm around children and have my own. Um, I have children, children and my, my children are actually very nice children. I mean, maybe I don't teach them Christianity, right? Maybe that's the key difference. Maybe most of the kids that you see are raised in Christian households and that similar actually, beliefs that's to you. It's not true to be fair. I, I would just, so you know, most of them, are in what I would call just secular. They don't have religious opinions yeah. really at all. Right? Well, let me tell you, children are exactly like you, right? In the sense of what you do, they watch every move that you do. And if you steal, if you lie, if you show trickery, they act the same way because they mimic you. 
right? So really what it probably is, is more likely you see all these people because the parents do these things or they did those things or they learned it somewhere else from something else. So, I mean, but this is still irrelevant. The, the point is, so your, your basic thing is like, hey, you're born, you're worthy of death. God can take you well, out. Actually, it would justify. To be fair, that is actually scripturally consistent that humans. Oh, no, no. I, I just want to make sure. Yeah, but I just want to make sure you tell all the audience knows, though. You're saying that literally God right now would be perfectly righteous to take a baby, have someone R.A.P. eat it to death, and then that would be moral. I mean, so there's there needs to be at that point a clarification, though, because I understand the point you're trying to make. Right. You're saying because if God obviously I made the Potter analogy and the Potter analogy is explicitly biblical. Right. Saying that he's capable of doing literally what any whatever he wants. He has that authority. Right. But there is also a second simultaneous biblical truth. I have personally decided to term these things homiletheia because maybe I think too highly of myself. But um, the, the point being, that's a joke, by the way. Um, the point being, there's a second and simultaneous truth with, within scripture, which is that God is righteous in his nature. Does God have the authority to do whatever he wants? Yes, but he doesn't do those things because he loves humankind. Perfect. Right? This is exactly what I wanted to talk about. This is right, right? Like God can't lie, for instance. Right. So that then that's an expl- that's explicitly that's, that's, taught in scripture. Right. Yeah, right? And, and there is no situation where lying is ever moral. Yeah, I think I would argue that honestly. Right. I think that there right. are situations but, where, like, you're yeah. cho- you're forced to make like one decision that's immoral and one decision that's outright evil. And in that situation, you take the lesser of two evils. I do believe, but I don't think the lying is necessarily sure. justified. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, but so we can. It's very easy just to say right now, hey, there's no situation lying is morally morally okay. But for some reason, we have to draw the line at executing babies, right? Like we can't say that there's no context. Where executing a baby is moral, but we can say there's no case where lying is immoral. So, ex- moral, excellent sorry. point. Let me explain the difference, right? So, is it moral to be taking uh, human life? In my opinion, the answer actually would be no, for the most part, in God's yeah. absolutely perfect system. In fact, I don't even think in his absolutely perfect system, animal life is taken, frankly. Uh, it seems to indicate to me uh, in Genesis that we were not actually given the right to eat animals until after the flood of Noah, uh, indicating that in God's perfect world, back at Eden, nothing is dying, right? But I noticed the situation I was just explaining with the lie, right? Let's say the Nazi knocks at your door, and you have to, uh, you know, basically you have to either be honest with the Nazi... It it would still be immoral, but you just do something immoral because it has a better outcome. Yeah, basically... But it's never never immoral, but the executing babies... Just to be sure that we hear from... uh, I think CJ was... Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. You're totally good. You're totally good. Um, but, but the point basically being though, like under an absolutist moral system, certain things are absolutely more valuable than others. And in this situation, the life of the Jew or whoever's being persecuted in this situation, and the Nazi example, of course, mm-hmm. is, the Jew, uh, is more valuable than your one little instance of truth. Right. And that's a very common thing that happens to us all the time in a fallen world. And, and I would say it's the same thing when it comes down to judgment. You only have to judge things because people do wicked things, right? In other words, just to use the death penalty, I don't know if you agree with the death penalty or not, but to use the death penalty as an analogy, you only execute somebody because they have committed a heinous crime. You're not just yeah, executing baby, people. Ba- right? But babies have it. Well, from the perspective the, of a holy God, but that's the whole point, though. Heinous, well, so that's my that, point. well, so that's that. So then, really, it does, like I said, you're just born, you deserve death, and God can punish you for it. 
Well, I mean, to, to be fair, he is under. Yeah, that is true. He is under no obligation right, right, to keep right. the pottery. I mean, alive. he can't do but, anything, right? Yeah, can just sit there. And, hold on, he can just sit there and drink milk. But you know, it's worthy of death because it was born that way. Now, what about this? Could God have made that baby not born with a sinful nature? Well, it's a, that's a deep theological question. The answer is yes. Don't get me wrong. Like straightforward, he has the power to do so for sure. Oh, oh so um, he chooses then. He chooses to create a world where we where he gets to execute babies. I would rephrase that for sure, but he absolutely does choose to create us in a fallen world. Um, and, and God has his reasons for that, right? I believe personally that the, the best explanation I have heard is that this is the best way to get uh, people into willing and right relationship with God is to see not the judgment aspect, but actually the salvation aspect, right? The law, as Paul yeah. says, is a taskmaster to get us to Christ. And while the law shows us all of the different ways that we're actually worthy of death, Christ comes in the form of, his, of you know, Jesus Christ, of course, um, to basically relieve us from that. And, you know, the Bible says no greater love uh, has any man than he gives his life. But only the people that believe, though. It's just the people who believe in him that he gets relieved. It's not everybody. So, like, once again, like, you would, believe, you would believe there's an age of accountability, right? You don't believe babies go to hell if they're killed. Like a Wait, like a Canaanite. Let me let me ask you this: Did Canaanite babies that were executed did they go to hell? I do not believe so. No. Okay, there's an age of accountability. So if they're not worthy of guilt to go to hell, why are they worthy of guilt to be executed? Well, so I think it's a matter of the nature, right? So to look to give an example of like a a bear, right? A bear is not morally culpable for a things for the things that a bear does. Y yes. Okay. Perfect. CJ, you're, you're exactly arguing what I'm saying to you. Yes, okay, its nature isn't right for punishment. Just like it isn't, why wouldn't you send a baby to hell? Because it's the age of accountability. Why wouldn't you execute a baby? Because there's no culpability because of its nature. All right, let's give uh, right, CJ plenty of response uh, time. I, I don't know if he was really done with his sentence there. So oh, I, I'm, I'm sure. sorry if I keep doing it. <laughs> I you're, to you're, your totally you're totally though, fine. You're totally fine. Your gusto. Um, I, I enjoy the spirited conversation, but, but the, what I would say though, is like, I, I get what you're saying, but notice that doesn't mean that there's no situations where you're shooting the bear, right. For the things that the bear does by nature, if the bear is just in your property, right. And it's, it's causing a threat to your family and there's no way you can get rid of it. You shoot the bear, even though the bear only it's punishment, right. Is death, yeah. even though what it's doing is just simply being a bear. Right? Yeah, but that doesn't work because like humans don't have you know godlike abilities. If I had the ability, the ability to be like, "Hey, bear, go away!" Like the bear is going to go away, and then I'm not going to have to execute the bear, right? Like, and it, it don't pretend like this wasn't God who set up all these conditions in the first place. He's the one who set it up like this, and you acknowledge it. You acknowledge that he could have not had a sinful nature pass on to the children of Adam and Eve. This federal headship thing is, in my opinion, nuts. But anyways, so basically God chose the way to execute more children. That's what it comes down to. It, it just, and CJ, and you know, and here's the thing out there, audience, if you think I really believe this, like this is what, you know, if, if I, I don't take a his, like this type of view on the Bible, okay? What my only goal here is to show people you don't have to believe everything literally in the story, right? Because when you start believing in these stories, literally what's happening here to CJ is what happens, because now you're stuck with all these weird things like God prefers to have babies executed than to not have a sinful nature passed on to them.
Well, to be fair, though, I think that there are theological reasons people have given. And I know that now, obviously, to an extent, this debate is, is in, a, in a way, I guess, assuming my worldview, I understand that just because obviously if the narrative isn't true, it didn't happen. Right. So what does it matter? Exactly. Um, yeah. Then. Um, but if we if we do kind of assume the, the Christian worldview, you know, it is important to note that there are um, th there are people who have given actual reasons for this as to what, you know, why God would rather create. In fact, Paul, the apostle, is one of the people who de who describes why certain he's talking about people being hardened. It's not 100 percent the same thing, but it's close in, yeah. in Romans, right? Uh, Romans nine. Uh, and he's talking about how this ends up leading to more salvation and specifically willing salvation, not Stepford wives. You got forced into a kind of salvation. And it's interesting. This actually even goes all the way back to the book of Leviticus. Uh, when you were to give a offering to the Lord, it had to be willing. Nobody could force you to come up and give an offering to the Lord. Right. Yeah. Um, it's the self same thing. I think in this situation, I, now don't get me wrong. There are some horrible, horrible consequences to having the freedom to choose God or not. There really are including, but not limited to judgment and sinful natures. Wait but a I think that is better than basically just being drones forced to, I mean, cause that's, that's truly a tyrannical God right there. Right. Well, Who just well, makes me, beings basically to grovel at his feet all day. You know what I mean? Well, let, let me show you why this doesn't work in my opinion. Right. So Adam and Eve, did they have a sinful nature before the fall? I'll be honest. I don't know how to answer that question. I guess I would say. Because it was the fall that caused the sinful nature. It was sin that came into the world. It's the fall that sin, yeah, sin didn't exist. I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I got to be honest with you. I couldn't well, answer that question straightly. I'll, well, I'll be well, honest. Well, here's why I bring it up, right? Because if they could have free will and not have a sinful nature, then it's completely possible, right? Now you're just talking about God just arbitrarily throwing this in for some reason. So, yeah, if they could have it, these other people can have free will. And all you're talking about with free will is just the ability to choose God, right? To reject or accept him. So like having limitations doesn't like, it, like evaporate free will here as far as that goes. But, you know, kind of going back more, let's go like, so let's talk about what makes something morally wrong, right? So you're, you're saying that God, is there any time God could kill somebody? It would be unjustified. Well, so it's a yes and no thing. Let me let me explain, because yeah. no in that I believe in divine command theory, meaning that I believe that human morality does mm -hmm. actually come from God's commands. I believe those commands are written in our hearts, and so to a large extent, moral intuition is true, though not always, of course. Um, but I, I do believe that that is ultimately where morality comes from. Um, however, I think we see examples in the scripture of God, and he, he refers to it as a test, but I think uh, later theologians have sort of, you know, proven it's a lot more than that. Um, but we see examples where God is commanding something he doesn't actually mean, um, and that situation is contrary to his nature, but as a result, it never actually ends up occurring, right? And I'm speaking, spe oh my goodness, excuse me, I'm speaking specifically uh, about the binding of Isaac in this situation. Uh, God is against child sacrifice, yet he commands Abraham to do so. Now, Abraham would not have been justified had he not followed through with the command. Yet, we see in his loyalty to God's command, nothing ended up happening because God's nature is contrary to that. And of course, like I said, later theologians have extrapolated as what exactly this means, right? Um, but the point being, I, I think scripture answers your question there, right? That morality does come for us, at least on a biblical worldview, 
from God and from his commands, but he does have a righteous nature. He doesn't want these things to yeah. occur. And even if he's commanding these things to occur, chances are he's not actually a, a wanting these things to occur. This is probably some sort of parable you're living out because, of course, Jesus does say, mm. I speak nothing but in parables, right? And the Old Testament, from a Christian perspective at least, is basically one giant parable that just happens to be lived out in reality. Hmm. What do you got for me, CJ? You got anything you want to ask me? I asked you a lot of questions. I feel bad. Well, I, I guess... I would say, assuming my worldview, because I know outside of your worldview, your question, your answer is going to be completely different, right? But yeah. assuming my worldview, would you think, like, how would you want to serve a God who did not have a line of punishing wicked nations? Because, and let me explain a little bit from my perspective, right? If it involves babies, it ain't going to be a positive. So, at what stage, I guess, is is a nation actually worthy of judgment? Like, were the Nazis worthy of judgment? You, you can kill the parents, just don't execute innocent babies. It's that simple. You're God. You killed people before, uh, like in the Egypt story. Like, just make the people drop dead, right? Why are you making people, human beings, go to war? You, you, everybody out there, you all probably know a soldier, an American soldier, right? In the last 10 to 20 years, it was in Iraq, Afghanistan. Those folks go through awfulness, terrible awfulness that they have to recover from, from years, from PTSD. And instead of what God does, once again, right, instead of God killing the bad guys, making their hearts stop, he makes people go to war. He makes people violently kill people, makes people violently kill children and babies. Like, like okay, so then that's what you, makes it wrong. Okay, so PJ, would it be different me. if it wasn't people okay. doing it? Like, so for example, when he flooded the nation for or flooded the world, for example, or when he rained fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah, is that more justified in your opinion? All all he has to do is just I would have no problem if he just killed the parents. Like, if you have parents that are sacrificing babies, I don't give a fuck about them, CJ. Like, execute them. Like, I'm not I'm pro-death penalty in a lot of ways, like for certain things, but like. But you, what the problem with these stories is, he kills everybody. That's why I bring up those specific things. Those are my objections, right? So, like, there's no, like, this is a God who could do it, but chooses to do otherwise. Why would God choose a more violent way? It's the same outcome. There's no way you're going to argue. I'd love to hear an argument, right? How it would be how the world would have been so much different had God just made the parents drop dead and then let the children live. Or even if like God had gently put the kids like to sleep, like just let them die in their sleep or something. Right. That's not what scripture says. They wouldn't cut them open with swords. So like, I'm, I, I just don't understand why he chooses a terribly violent, awful, painful way for children opposed to just bad guys are dead. Well, so let me ask, though, because I am curious, because you say, like, that bad guys are dead, right? I've heard the same thing from T-Jump, heard the same thing from Rage, and I understand, right? I understand why you guys all come to that conclusion, because obviously it, it sounds, I don't know, I guess more peaceful in a way, right? Um, yeah. But, le like, let's be honest about what ends up actually happening when you just take out an entire generation's parents, right? Um, you did it both ways, Okay, but the, the, we're just the, talking about the methodology. The same thing resulted to happen. Well, hang on. How do you, how do you mean? I guess because okay, I mean, the, the, okay. Let, let's take let's take like we'll just say the Amalekites because I know that story best. Simple, right? right? Say the Amalekite story. 
right? Say instead in that story, instead of God saying, hey, soldiers, go in, slice open babies, kill the and kill all the adults, right? God just made everybody in that city drop dead. Everyone dropped dead. No babies were sliced open. They just peacefully went to sleep and went up to heaven, right? Why would, like, it's the same result. Everyone's still dead, right? Now we have soldiers that don't have PTSD, that don't have to kill kids, right? Like, and now we don't have kids that are executed. Why would we choose violence over poof? Well, I mean, I guess to a certain extent, I I think that the differences end up being somewhat superficial with the exception of one. And that is that the PTSD, I think, I think that that's a, that is a decent um, point there. And there are, to be fair, explanations that people have tried to give about that. None of which I think I'm a hundred percent sure on, but one of them is the notion that Joshua himself is now, of course, that's a different story. Um, But just to use the Joshua example, that he is sort of a type of Jesus. In fact, they share the same name. Uh, Yahashua is a, well, excuse me, Yeshua is the diminutive form of Yahashua. So it'd be like Josh to Joshua in our modern English. Um, Although obviously we translate Yeshua into Jesus. Not the point. Uh, The point being that when you are, I guess, taking hold of the, the promised land, so to speak, or this, gift of eternal life um you do so in a sense violently you don't play around with your old nature anymore no, right no it's no not in a yourself, sense though, you're, right? you're violently taking over this area no, you, you're, well you're violently taking over yourself right the, the language the bible uses is supposed to be like yeah. like purging things like think of like for example the the um cutting off your hand if it offends you or something like that right oh um, okay yes. of course okay, it's not so josh serious. was sure josh was getting to this point so what happens what happens next with it like right. is he so the Jesus the that kills that, children basically it's like he's the version of Jesus that executes babies well just the point being that it's sort of like a a, a parable lived out of that example of that violent taking uh, and not dealing with the sin that's left and it, it's interesting you bring up the Samuel example because Samuel uh, excuse me Saul actually failed to complete the command of yeah. uh, Samuel in fact Samuel chastises him for it right yeah and interestingly enough him. what you find in the book of Esther is Agagites, descendants of Agag, the king of the Amalekites, who have come yeah. back yet again to try and wreak vengeance on the Jews, right? Yeah. Um, in other words, yeah. it does appear, and we know that this is true because in, in you know we see this sort of thing happening all the time. The CIA calls a blowback, right? You go and yeah. take out Saddam Hussein, ISIS comes up in their place. Um, so John, now, course, God didn't get the job done, basically, is what you're telling me. He didn't complete his mission. Well, in that particular situation, he was, he was placing the mission onto Saul. Right, Saul is the one who didn't complete the mission. Um, Joshua. So, so God, wait, wait a minute. This is so washy, 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 man. Okay, so God puts the responsibility on Saul to make sure the mission goes through, and if That's it doesn't, like, him, yeah. I mean, well, like, I mean, God, if does God, God, does God want to accomplish the goal or not want to accomplish the goal? I mean, because if he's not going to accomplish the goal, obviously he knows he's not going to accomplish the goal. So, was it God's plan that he the goal wouldn't be completed? Well, actually, I, th- I think the answer probably, to be fair, I think the answer to that is yes. I think God does everything in a particular way because he's, he's like a giant how, author, basically, right? How weird is that? Like, how weird is God? God's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to tell you to kill everybody, but you're not going to kill the gang. You're going to make the mistake, but I'll still tell you to do it. And then I'll punish you for the thing I knew you were going to do in the first place. Do you, do you see why this seems so unreasonable to people like TJ when, when they hear it? 
Well, I mean, honestly, I, I think that that there's no contradiction really in that, right? If I command, if I know what you're going to do, I just have innate knowledge of your well, nature. Oh, I'm not saying but, it's a contradiction. I'm just saying it's it's asinine of God. It doesn't like. I mean, it doesn't seem like a a perfect God logic, right? Like, so this is just like so God set up Adam and Eve to fail. So did he want a relationship with us in the garden, or did he not want a relationship with us in the garden? Because if he knew we were going to fail, I guess he didn't want that relationship. I mean, and there's a lot, to be fair, there's a lot of theological conversation to be had there that I think that, you know, that I probably am not even the best to get into. I, I just, no, that's that, fine. right. Um, but I do think that, like I said earlier, I do think that there is something to be said about the, the largest number of people coming to a willing knowledge and, and um, relationship with the Lord. Uh, and, and I think that's a huge, you know, portion of why things are done the way that they're done. Uh, I also do think that, God, you know, he's another perfect example, even from the scripture, right? Uh, God goes to Cain. And tells Cain, you know, why are you wroth when he doesn't accept his uh, his fruits, right? Uh, why are you wroth? Don't you know that if you'll do good, I'll, you know, d- you'll get the same. And Cain, rather than just going and doing what God has commanded, beats his brother over the head with a with a club or something along those lines. I guess nobody really knows how he killed him, right? But he kills him. Is the point, right? Um, well, in, in that Cain has proved himself, right? And God's knowledge of the fact that Cain has proved himself before it was actually going to happen, doesn't like that it doesn't mean anything other than for us. It justifies for us why Cain is punished. He could have punished Cain before because he knows about his evil nature, but he instead allows Cain to actually prove himself. And then to everybody, there is now justification now. Okay, we Cain is punished, right? Um, I, I think that that has a lot to do with these situations as well, where it's like we are actually like it. Sure, we he knows what we're going to do because he's outside of time. We know that's that. I, I'll be honest, I. I'm very Calvinistic, but there's a big, there's a big asterisk there. Um, I don't think it's an either or question. I think, I don't know how this works. I'll be completely honest with you. It even sounds like a contradiction. It's even the reason I came up with that term I used earlier, homiletheo, simultaneous truths, right? Um, I think somehow it is true that God, like an author, does everything by his pen and also that since he creates actual reality rather than fiction, that we do, yeah. in, in a real sense, have free will and free moral agency. I think it's both hands. Kid, uh, it was, so you, you basically believe in predestination, the idea that God writes out exactly everything that's going to happen in the world. And this is literally the way it was supposed to play out from the very beginning. Well, and like I said, it's like a, it's like a yes and no. I think some. I don't know. Like I said, again, well, I don't what, know how. What it's called is a compatibilist. It's the same thing. What Matt Slick argues It's where you believe some kind of ha- somehow there's free will within that. The problem there isn't. There's no way to have free will with that type of mind view because literally it's just like a, a computer programmer programming and making a program or an author writing a book. The characters are just living. If if you're making it like a real world kind of thing. Right. You're just virtualizing the characters. You're making them real and they have to just experience what's been written. Right. Now, what's really screwed up about this is now think about all the things we've talked about. Right. So now it's just, hey, God decided he was just going to execute people. He decided. And that's not just those things. Everything in the world, the awful things, too. Right. Child abuse. That was authored by God. I, I'm going to take a line from a video I saw the other night because it was hilarious on the gospel truth and the, the Calvinism. They were arguing about like, you know, Calvinism. And one of the, 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 the Armenian opponent was like, you're telling me that every porno video in the world was predestined by God. So God wrote out the actions of every porno video in the world, all part of God's plan. 
Is that true? That's an interesting question. Honestly, I think, you know, I, I think it has to be certainly within his knowledge. Absolutely. Cause he has absolute knowledge. Um, but I do think he also, he makes clear when he's, we're talking about the child sacrifice, right. That it's not something that he approves of. And, and the words he uses are interesting. He says it's something that didn't even come into my mind. Now well, he, he is a fan of child sacrifice. He sacrifices children. He's not sacrificing. He's doing the same action. One calls it a sacrifice. One calls it an execution. Is there any difference in what happens to the baby? I mean, I would argue, yeah, absolutely. Just to be fair, like you talk about, you know, you were here, you were talking about, about, you know, peaceful deaths, uh, you know, being getting sliced open with a sword is a hell of a lot better than being thrown into a fiery pit. I think virtually anybody would agree with that. Um, or, or, I mean, time's not up yet, CJ. God still has an opportunity. And as you said earlier, you said he should be doing it right now. Right. Right. Maybe he'll burn America and that will be righteous and all the children, the babies of America will die. And you'll think that's a morally good thing because you know what? They deserved it. They were born. Well, and to be fair, I mean, I, not that it brings me any pleasure to say this because I love my country, but I do think we're teetering on that point. I'll just be honest with you. I mean, we like, I think we we, we slaughter. There's no no point where it's ever going to be moral to execute the babies, no matter how awful parents are, CJ. I know I, there's well, lots of abortions, lots of abortions. I'm sorry, CJ, go ahead. No, you're, you're totally fine. I interrupted you there, actually. No, no, no. Well, here's what I'm saying. You're about to bring up the abortions. I mean, 1 million a year. I'm not pro, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, someone who supports abortion by any means. Okay. Right, uh, but, but just like the porno videos, every one of those abortions were planned out by God. He wrote the book. So why does God have a problem with abortion if he wrote the book about it? He's the one who brought it into existence. He's the one who made it possible. He's the one that said, hey, you know what I'm going to allow my my creations to do is to destroy the precious life inside of them, right? There's all types of things that I have limitations. I'm going to say this last thing, and please, you can go on. But I always use this analogy for folks, right? Free will is the idea that you can freely choose God and accept God, right? Without coercion. All these extra things that are oftentimes kind of like grouped together with free will, like the idea of all these individual sins you can commit, you you can go jerk off, you can go lie, you can steal. You have the ability to do all these kind of things, right? In the Christian worldview. Imagine we just took away some of those abilities, Let's take away the ability for humans to have abortions. Let's take away the ability for child molesters to be able to molest children, right? God set it up like this to do it this way. And um, imagine like what, here's one thing I can't do. I can't grow out of wings out of my back and choke a motherfucker, right? I can't do that, right? It's impossible for me to sin in that way to grow wings out of my back and choke a motherfucker. But in the end, right? Does that mean I don't have free will? Absolutely not. So if there's a world possible where I can have free will and babies don't need to be executed, it seems like we have a real moral problem here. Go ahead, CJ. Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing I would say is I I think that, um, when you're talking about like why these other things are grouped in with the ability to reject or accept God, the reason is, is from the Christian worldview, 
Um, and I guess from the Jewish worldview, also probably the Islamic worldview, most Abrahamic religions probably agree on this. Um, things like not even just morality, but even like creativity and reason and stuff like that. And of course, that's a huge philosophical conversation for later. But the point is, we do believe that they actually find themselves uh, grounded in God. And when you turn away from God, you turn away eventually from the source of all those things. Um, so, but I, I think I would also um, point out, you, you use the analogy, right? I don't have the ability to choke somebody with my wings, um, right? Uh, or grow rings <laughs> yeah. and choke somebody. Yeah, right? no, no, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, now think about that. Now thinking, because you do have the ability to go choke somebody if you so so fit or so um, sure. choose, right? The only way yeah. you wouldn't have that ability and still maintain your free will is if you didn't have any hands or if your joints didn't lock. You know what I mean? Like, sure. you start to get to kind of absurd territory at that point, right? Like, for example, just as an example, um, you brought up, you know, and it's a horrible thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not justifying it under any circumstances. Sure, 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 I personally sure. think they should be executed. But you brought up pedophilia, right? Well, I mean, realistically, how do you how do you stop humans from being capable of that? Like, are you do we not have sexual reproduction, period? Because if you're capable of having sexual reproduction, you're capable of doing that with basically anything. Unless there's like, you know what I mean? Like, well, uh, well, hey, let me throw something kind of like a, this is more just kind of out of the box. Let me just throw it at you, CJ, because I think it might be fun. Right. So, OK, why is it like in our world? Let, let's say that. God, we're, I'm sorry, James, you're not going to get monetization on this video after all this. Uh, so I feel like I should just continue to say things out. Okay. Um, okay. We would probably admit, let right? Let it rip. Okay. Let it rip. Here we go. Right. Okay. So we, we both, we both agree, you know, molesting children bad. Right? right. And that's a sinful act. Right. We'll just say just both sinful act. Right. Okay. I would imagine it would still be sinful if somebody fucked a garbage can. Right. It's still a, you're lustful. You're fucking a garbage can. It's completely sinful. How many people in the world today are fucking garbage cans? Do we have a mass? I'm sure problem? there's a sum. Right. Right. OK. But if that's like a natural sin inclination that could be inside of you to do something like nasty like that. Right. Like that's there. Why? Why isn't there a way that God could limit those inclinations towards children or just not make it possible? Right. Make a brain in a way that there is no way that it will be sexually attracted to children. Right. It, it seems like that that's very simple for God. And that's what my point. I use disgusting analogies, but I think it's just rougher to get you <laughs> into it. You're welcome, James. Um, and, you know, I'm getting back at James because of <laughs> questions he came on my channel and asked me. And we got it. We had to go through things. Anyway, CJ, I. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's a, I think that's an interesting point, though, because it actually I, I love it. I love the fact you asked, asked the question, because I really do think it kind of makes my point very strongly. Like you think about what you said, find a way to limit the mind. Right. What, there, there's a word for that. It would be limit your will. Right. Because there are tons of things which are outside. In fact, one of the reasons why me, you and virtually everybody else on the planet agrees so wholeheartedly on pedophilia is because, you know, there's a lot of things that people do that you can actually sort of naturally justify, meaning like you could, from a naturalistic perspective, know why it happens, course, murder, yeah. thief, oh, rape, yeah. right? Yeah. Pedophilia is not that way. It's just so horribly egregious. It doesn't make sense, even from a biological, any sort of logical, uh, right? And it's one of the I don't agree with that. So I think there's by it. Serious, I think there's some serious biological issues that you have with it. I think that, I, they, they say you keep your, but this, it's. <laughs> but it's, no, notice the point though, right? Yeah. Like that's something that humans to their core reject 
Oh, because I, I of think, like things that you probably think are by, like you said, they're probably biological, no. right? Like, well, I mean, no I reject it because it harms children. I mean, that's what I, I reject it for. Uh, well, but, but don't get me wrong. That's that's obviously that's, a part of wanna, your I, mind I and it's part of my mind here. as well, right? But what I mean, like to, in totality as a species, right? Why but did we I, come to this point? Well, it, what I, we would both agree on, regardless of whether or not we agree on where the morality comes from, right, is that there does seem to be something different from this crime than other crimes. And incest is actually another one, which is interesting. It's another one that carries biological problems, just for the record. Um, well, well, once again, though, like, so you could have a world. Like, okay, so let's say the mind thing. Let me go with that real quick, right? So God limits the mind. That's not free, but we're not, that's not the free will. This is what I was talking about with the free will thing. What is free will? Free will means you can freely choose God. It doesn't mean that God gives you the ability to do anything. Right. And that's the heart of my analogy. Like, sure, there are things that we view that are sinful because they are within our world and we can conceptualize them. They're within reality that we view what we may view as a sinful. But like saying that, like, uh, it limits the mind isn't really what free will is about. Right. Not having the option to do a thing or, or, or something simpler, like make humans reproduce in a different way. Right. God seems to be obsessed with sexuality in the Old Testament. And in the Bible, I mean, so much that like virgin women were cherished in a sense and stolen and forced into marriages, like, and everybody else would be executed. But like, we could have made people in a way where they reproduce in a manner that is impossible to rape somebody, right? And the fundamental belief of free will would still exist. Your ability to be able to choose God freely, love him freely. These others are just extras. Well, and I guess to a certain extent that would be true, but I I would just argue you'd have to at that point now change so many different things unless you just want to get rid of a couple, right? Um, but like you know, if you don't want to choke yeah. people, you have to get rid of hands. You don't want to be able or you know bend your joints or something like that, or, or you know what I mean? I'm sure, like, God can, I'm sure God can figure it out. He built universes, right? I think I think God can figure out a way to make a species where they don't rape each other, right, or don't abuse children. But the, but the truth is, the reason these things are here is because there is no God. Right. That's the way or the God that is out there. If there is a creator God, he's certainly not involved with anything. Right. I think this is why we get into these things. Like like I said in the very beginning. Right. In the end, well, all it's going to come down to, CJ, is you're going to say God's right because he's right. And he's the perfect moral just standard. So by that standard, he can do whatever he wants, unless it's logically impossible. Uh, and that I mean, that's all we're going to get to. Like, it's just not much we can. I don't know. I don't know if there's much further you can go with it. Well, I guess to a certain extent, I would say that's true, but I would ask some, just from some rhetorical questions, I guess, for the please. audience. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Um, if, and it's the same question I already asked you. Um, I would just want people to ask themselves if God does exist, is there a point when he is actually it, you know justified in being fed up with humanity and saying we're, we're done, especially if from default, we're actually sinful by nature, and yet he decides to give us grace anyways, allowing us to live these lives. But why um, are we sinful by nature? What do you mean? Like, why, why do we have a sinful nature passed on to the children? I mean, I guess I'm not 100% sure why that's the way that it ended up working out. God doesn't really tell us in the Bible. Well, um, and you, but you admitted earlier God could have chosen another way where it's yeah, logical. It's not, yeah. So basically, the, all you're saying to the audience is, is, hey, my Christian God made it to where if if he's telling the audience this is the way God made it, and if you tell people this is the way God chose to do it, 
it sounds more monstrous, right? If you, if you had said, like, you were asking, like, the question, right? What if there was a God and he was moral, what, where would be the tipping point, right? The tipping point is where you have to execute children, right? I don't think most people, even the atheists in the audience, if you have a country full of ISIS members and God was like, you know what? I'm going to kill all these ISIS members this weekend. I'm going to make, every, you know what? When every ISIS member takes a shit, a TNT bomb goes off and they're dead, right? Just the ISIS member, right? You think atheists out there are going to be like all upset about it? No, they're not going to judge that, right? Because they don't feel that would be wrong. But what comes in and we're all of a sudden like, hey, what feels wrong here? Killing innocent babies. Like, I know it's, I don't, I hate, I would imagine the amount of times we've said it. There's got to be a record. Someone's going to count the amount of times I've said that phrase. But like, that's where the more, that's where people disagree. Well, to be fair, I believe you that that's why you disagree. I really do. But I, I think quite a few atheists don't like the idea of a God judging them, period. Um, sure, I could be fair. Little, it's fair enough. <laughs> well, yeah, and I, and I guess, you know, to an extent, that is really what the debate is. It, it really is. It's not, you're not wrong, right? It's this question of, you know, number one, is God justified in doing it? And number two, I guess, you know, it, it would be my follow-up question of if there is a God, is there any point in which he's not justified, right? But I, I, it really does kind of boil down to that first part. And I guess... I would just argue from the biblical perspective, you know, that the, the, the potter doesn't have a right to stay or the pot, excuse me, doesn't have a right to say to the potter, why have you made me thus? You know what I mean? Um, and now again, I don't think the Bible leaves it there. I think the Bible <laughs> yeah. puts that as like a stepping block up to what he actually, you know, is taught because he, again, I don't think that God is a wicked being, right? I think he says, for example, I'm not willing that any should perish. Right. Um, but I think what Paul is doing there is trying to address the hypothetical, well, if he was willing that we all should perish, you know, and I, I do kind of agree that, I mean, you don't, what are you, what are you going to say? What, what is the Mims, Sims character going to say to the, to the game designer? Nothing, of course, right? Uh, what is the pot, pot going to say to the potter? Absolutely nothing. Um, that's not how God is, but I don't, I do believe that to a certain extent, that is the way that we should somewhat think about it. And I think that's, this is perfectly explained. And I'll kind of end it with this in a verse in James, when he's talking about asking God uh, questions for revelation. And he says, um, ask God liberally, but do not expect an answer. Now people think of that as don't expect an answer as in don't expect something to come. But actually, if you think, if you look at the context of what James is saying, it's like, basically it's like, don't demand an answer. Right. It's kind of the same way. Like you, you said that, you know, you have children, if your children are just coming up to you, they just want to ask a question. Well, you're their dad. You love them. You want to, you know, answer whatever the question is, even if it's a dumb question, right? Um, even if it's like a question that's like, okay, this is just something about some story I've never even heard of before. You know what I mean? And whatever it happens to be, right? But if they start walking up to you and they're just like demanding to know what's happening here, and I think you are, do you need to tell me this stuff, dad? Right? It's like, okay, <laughs> you know, this isn't going to work. This is not how this. Where were you when I was paying these bills? Right. Where are you? You see this house? Are you paying for it? I didn't think so. Uh, right. Check yourself. You know what I, I mean? Know. It's a big step with genocide. I don't know. Well, it, of course, of course, you wouldn't, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't kill your child, obviously. Yeah. Right. Um, get, but get, I, I think yeah. you get the analogy. No, right? no, I, I do. Let me ask you this. And James, let me know if we're going in. I don't want to go over time or anything. But uh, uh, let's say I came to you, CJ. And I said, my God, Raptor Jesus. Uh has decided he's going to execute all of the firstborn of the United States for the sins of abortion. 
if he was the ultimate authority and power, would that be moral? Well, yeah, I'm, do you be fair? Yes. Yeah. In my, under my worldview, it would be. Um, I believe I believe we are lucky to have the biblical God as our God, not like the Islamic God or something like that, where this being does seem to show genuine care and concern, not only for us, but even for animals and creation. Uh, but, I mean, if you came to me and you had a revelation from Raptor Jesus and you could show me for sure the Raptor Jesus was the true God, which, to be fair, wouldn't be very difficult if you were an actually a prophet, right? I think that'd be relatively easy. Um, yeah. Then, yeah, I mean, what am, what am I going to say? Well, Raptor Jesus is my creator. What am I going to do at that point? You know what I mean? Like, well, what I guess I'm more saying, like, if I just told you that right now, how would you argue against it? Still, let's, let's pretend, let's switch the feet, right? Let's switch against this, right? Because obviously you don't believe in Raptor Jesus, right? Now, right. How, how would you prove me wrong and say, hey, Skylar, no, that's immoral, right? Okay, here, no, let's do something. What, what's something immoral in a Christian religion? Lying. Okay, so in, in under, you know, if being a raptor bait, it's morally okay to lie in certain situations, right? Now, how would you, uh, and, and there, ah, shit, I fucked this up. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyways, how would, how would, what questions would you ask me to try to figure out if this is r- really the morality of God? Like, how, how would you even start? Well, I, I guess to an extent it does, it would, it would depend entirely on my phraseology of the question. Um, I would want to start, in order to get to that point, the point you're talking about, I would want to start with, okay, how can we prove that Raptor Jesus is the God who is the standard for morality, right? Um, in the question that we're kind of asking now, I think, like, if, we have, if I were to ask, okay, what justifies Raptor Jesus in killing the firstborn of, of America, right? Yeah. At that point, I, I think I'd be stepping into your worldview enough to where the only way I think I could really contradict it is if something Raptor Jesus said in whatever his scripture was, was actually contradictory or something along those lines. And I would want to argue from that perspective, right? To say like, this is internally inconsistent or something along those lines. Um, but you see what I mean? Like, it kind of depends on what exactly the question you're asking is. I think when you're asking is X action justified yeah. and it's an action yeah. that God has taken, like, uh, the yeah. slaughter of the Canaanites or the destruction of, of Sodom and Gomorrah, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, unless there's internal inconsistency, I, I don't know, I guess, how you necessarily do argue against that. The best, I guess, I could see is you could argue that these things are just simply not immoral and God is cruel for that reason. Um, but to be fair, I don't actually think, in fact, you even indicated today, that's really not even what you believe. It's it's actually just a certain segment of the population that you're yeah. concerned with. You know what I mean? Which is fine. Oh, yeah. um, but the, the, no, the point yeah. being. Yeah. Okay, please. No, I, I was just saying that, you know, the point being just that, like, you know, um, that doesn't tend to be people's position, I think. Right. It's more yeah. that it, it really does usually boil down to a question of does God have the authority and justification to do so? Yeah. Or is he actually the moral arbiter? And I, and I do think those are. are kind of different questions in a way yeah i mean i mean i mean technically if i just grant it if i if i grant you the christian worldview like if i just grant most of the premises yeah i mean god can ethically do whatever he wants like under that worldview uh i that's that's just because he could do anything and anything he does is good right so i i think in the end yeah i mean that's really what it comes down to i don't know this was a good debate maybe this is a good time to go to q a and uh if you're feeling it i know well, I guess unless he has anything else. Well, I would just say, I guess, um, just one last thing. Um, yeah. So 
Oh, shoot. I, I kind of lost it, actually. Hang on. Uh, no, you know what? It's gone. I'm not going to get it back. <laughs> Sorry. I did a couple of those this one. Can, can I actually, I do remember, um, I, I was just going to say, um, Skylar, I do think there is actually a way because of my second premise of God's justifications and basing them off of the Bible. I do think there is a way you could argue against God's justifications. And basically it would be to, to show if you could show that God is, is unjust by his own standards. I think that would be a very solid internal critique, um, for whatever that's worth. Oh, no. Well, I, here, here's, and I, I'll say this and just to kind of respond to it. I, so what I used to do a lot is I would just say that this is a contradiction of love, right? So there is like, God is love. It is part of his nature. God cannot do something that is unloving, right? And there is no context where it would be loving to execute a child, right? So the reason I've kind of stopped using that is that I, what I find is Christians just say this is loving. So it's just no point. Right. It's just like saying executing babies is just okay. Executing babies is moral. Okay. Right. Like even though love, justice, morality, executing a baby would never be in any of those three categories for me. Right. There would never be a time where I would see a context where it would be just moral uh, to execute a baby. Right. Or, or loving to execute a baby. So like in that sense, it's like, uh, I stopped making the argument because really in every time the Christian just says, this is just, this is love. This is moral. This is why it's just, it's and I think it's a dangerous mindset you guys have because it's just, it's, you just reinforce yourself. There's no way to like falsify it here. There's no, like, you just believe everything God does is good. So it's good, even though it sounds atrocious and it is what it is. Like it, it to you, it's in the end, it's like you have, even though I think in your heart, you recognize like it's, you said it makes you uncomfortable. Right. I don't think he would ever do any of the things we've talked about, right? Uh, I, I just think in the end, it's like it, all I can do is just say, okay, it just doesn't match any kind of context, which we would use the word love, justice, or morality within our real world. That's it. I'm sorry. If you have anything else you want to say to you, if not, I'm, I'm good to go to. Oh, go, right, go right ahead. That's definitely, uh, I think that's a good final word. I kind of said my mm -hmm. final word. Juicy. So jumping into it, want to remind you folks, our guests are linked in the description and jumping into your questions. Thanks for your super chat coming in from, you guessed it, standing for truth says, okay, very embarrassing, says James is jacked. A little brown noser. He says, epic debate on my channel immediately after this, Matt Slick versus Derek Barnes on morality. Well, we hope that goes well. I hope it's fun. And Kent Hovind's CPA Highly doubt it's really his accountant, but says, okay, uh, most of these don't seem to be related. Uh, so I'm going to just, for the sake of being uh, looking for more serious questions, Stephen Steen, and yet another, says, congrats, CJ, on your easy win. Bravo. Mm. A, a thumb always, in the eye. Always stings <laughs> when it comes from him. It always stings. <laughs> are, are you guys buddies? Or is it just <laughs> playful teasing, or is he yeah, really putting a yeah. thumb in your eye? I can't tell. I, you. Listen, I'll leave it up to the audience. I'm just going to say it stings <laughs> when it comes from him. Gotcha. <laughs> and by the way, Will Stewart, thanks for your question. And I got to let you know, Will, if I remember right, Skylar, you're looking for Calvinists to debate. Maybe, do I remember that, that is right? That's correct. That is correct. I actually, yeah. 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 
Will Stewart is, as far as I know, a five-point Calvinist. That's my guess, at least. So that might be a future debate if you're up for it. But he asks. Yeah, let's make that happen, yeah. He says, Skyler, in your opening, you entertained a god. If there is indeed a god, you are projecting human consciousness to a being far beyond our comprehension. Is Mm. it genocide for you to fumigate an anthill in your house? I no, I don't view it as genocide. Uh, but if you want to equ- equate human beings to ants, that's that's on you, right? Uh, I, I, I think you know. It's almost like we forget the idea that we're in the image of God, like we are created in the image of God to have not just necessarily the sinful nature CJ was talking about, but also some of those good things, right? <laughs> so like, it's not like. Uh, I just, I find that it's funny because we think about God as like the source of love, morality, and justice, but somehow it's just me confused about why he executes babies. Like you're just, you're just so confused, Skylar. You just don't understand that that's morally correct to do. I, I don't, I don't think it's a crazy, like, I think even CJ would honestly say like for someone who's a not like not him, if he met another non-believer, they hadn't heard about like, he would even say it would probably be sound unreasonable for somebody at, at first glance, right. Without the context that someone might add or the whole story. So yeah, I'm sorry that I think that your God would be better than uh, a God that would execute babies. Like I just, I just want you to think better about your God. That's all I'm looking for. Gosh, and this one coming in from Will Stewart, the person who just sent that. We love a live debate challenge, folks. There's nothing more spontaneous and fun than that. Will Stewart says, I'm in. So if you want that debate, Skylar, that could be a juicy one. And thanks for your question. This one coming in from Full Monterey says, Sargon debate coming up soon. P.S. Thanks for your amazing work and want to say that I love that you care enough to respond to non-paying chats. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. We're going to try really hard. We've got a lot of questions already, so we're going to try to get to the standard chats as well. But Sargon may be coming back on. Uh, We basically, through Brenton, there may be a very juicy debate involving multi infidel as well. So I know a lot of people were disappointed that one didn't happen last month. It looks like it's, I think odds are good now. Puffaluffagus. Thanks for your question, said. Question for CJ. You keep citing Dr. Josh, despite him showing your claims to be either false or disingenuous. Why do you continue to do that and then double down? Um, to be fair, that's not necessarily from him, so I will not blame him for that comment. However, if Dr. Josh would like to challenge any of the times that I either quote him or refute him, my channel is open juicy and cider and port thanks for your question says cj children need to be taught to be racist it's learned behavior if a child mocks someone for their skin color that is learned behavior i mean i won't disagree necessarily that it's learned per se in the sense that you you like you have to put the pieces together that would make you do that sort of a thing but i definitely don't buy this notion that that or numerous other things that we do for the record that we this is just focused on for, at the moment. Um, I, I don't buy this notion that this like you have to teach people this sort of thing. Like I've, I've been around kids and watched them start to put pieces together about them being different colors and people. And then weeks later start put like picking on those people because they were different colors. Like I've watched that happen um, without any influence from parents. In fact, the influence from parents came in later saying, Hey, 
we don't do that. Right. Um, so I just don't, I just flat don't believe you. Gotcha. And thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from Will Stewart strikes again. He's got your number, Skylar. He says, Skylar, if God exists and we have eternal souls, as scripture says, is it not more merciful for God to recall babies before they are accountable than to spare them and allow them to become accountable for their sin and perish? You just use the word recall. <laughs> so it's, it's, <laughs> oh my goodness, that's hilarious. So I, I don't make sure I'm understanding this question correct. Like, is he saying would it be more moral of God to end the babies in the womb before uh, they lived and he could end them? Is that what he's saying? I'm, I don't. I just want to make sure I understand what his argument. What he's saying here. I think what he's doing is kind of couching it within a, a Calvinist worldview, and also so saying that if God exists. And we have eternal souls that beyond earth will like continue to exist. Isn't it more merciful for God to basically call these babies to the afterlife, ending their lives on earth before they are oh. accountable uh, than to spare them and allow them to, you know, continue on earth and then be accountable for their sin and perish. Uh, now I get it in the context of what we're arguing tonight. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to follow that logic, we should just approve of all the abortions that happen in this country, because by that logic, then every one of those babies get to go right to heaven. In fact, you might argue these women are saving these babies from a chance at hell. Right. So, well, I mean, literally, I mean, they could think like that and that would be correct under that logic. I don't think in those terms, by the way, but I just want to, to your question, like, if we're going to go that kind of weird logic, then yeah, then I then let see where that falls. And it doesn't make sense. So, gotcha. And <laughs> next up, coming in from Nightmare says, "Good job, CJ. You got a fan out there, CJ." And then Long Nights YouTube and thanks for your super chat. Said uh, Modern Day Debate liked and subscribed because of it. Well, thanks for your uh, subscribing, friend. We're glad you're here and want to let you know, folks. No matter. You, what walk of life, Christian, atheist, you name it, folks. We do appreciate you being here. So thanks, everybody. And Nate, the lawyer, thanks for your question, said, Skyler just advocated for the snap. Thanos wins. Mm, gotcha. And then Cider the Import, thanks for your, said, I emailed you about a debate with Kay. That may happen, folks. Keep your eyes open for a potential tag team debate with Cider Import and a partner. It'll be a kind of a male and female team versus a male and female team. So it'll be mixed. It'll be fun. And Hardcore Darkness, thanks for your support. And Brandon Ardeline says, Christians say abortion is wrong even if the child may grow up to be a criminal. Also, Christians say those babies needed to die. They would grow up as pagans. <laughs> you get that? Well, so uh, there's a, actually uh, there's a multifaceted answer there. So the first thing is just, for, again, a matter of authority, right? And that's apart from the reason, right? Um, there, you just don't have the authority to uh, take human life, period, in my opinion. Um, that's not the authority given unto you, right? And there are certain situations where we do have that authority, I think, unfortunately. Uh, these are situations like the death penalty, self-defense, um, you know, uh, uh, Warfare, I think, in certain situations can obviously be justified, but I'm though I'm actually getting more pacifistic as time is going on, to be honest with you. Um, but so that's the first thing, right? Um, the second thing is I, I do also think there is um, something to be said about our own, I guess, knowledge, right? Like you know, people always say like you, you don't um, 
you know, you, you know, X, Y, and Z is going to happen. So therefore you can take the life, but of course you don't uh, just because somebody is born in a poor area or to uh, parents who don't want them or to, you know, whatever the situation has to be. Right. Um, that does, you, you do, you have no way of actually verifying that that means that that person is going to be like a terrible person. Uh, whereas on the flip side with God, you actually do, right. You, you do have full ability to understand what that person would be doing and at what point in time. Um, and of course, I don't even necessarily know, which is sort of the, the rap in all this, um, you know, what exactly God's reasons for, for all of his justifications are right. He could have reasons that he decided not to give us within the scripture. Um, I just kind of, I don't know. I'm putting a little bit of pieces together from what we do have. And, um, yeah, that's that. Gotcha. And thank you very much, CJ, for that. Also, next question coming in. Well, thanks. Hardcore X darkness or hard X core darkness for your support again. And then Riffert, thanks for your question says, James, how are you a Christian when hosting debates here? I appreciate that. I get that a lot. And (laughs) the answer is, it's true, no doubt about it. I learn things from this YouTube channel, like hosting debates. I learn a lot. Uh, at the same time, having had like a master's in philosophy, like this, you could say the foundations of my belief or lack of belief in different worldviews has been strongly influenced in prior years such that um, I would advise people to hopefully modern day debate is a value but peer-reviewed literature, both from atheists and Christians, is a value as well. And so hardcore, or hard X-core darkness, thanks for your question, said debate topic for you, James. Is darkness the absence of light, or is it something more? I I think they're referring to the kind of old apologetics response to the Mm. problem of evil. So I don't know if, I can't tell if he's serious or not, but we, maybe we will do that. That's juicy, and thanks for your support, hard X-core darkness. And fact-based living, thank you for your question, says, CJ, what is the point of a God judging anyone? Why would it have that right? Simply for creating things? The whole story seems pointless. Um, well, yeah, I would say that the, being the creator does actually give you the right to judge these things. In fact, you know, they, you know the things we create aren't sentient, so we don't usually use the word judge, but um do you not have the full authority to smash a pot when you've when it doesn't fulfill its purpose anymore after you've made it right of course you do um furthermore god is not just the creator god right according to the bible he is also the god of morality and righteousness right uh he is a he is a god who is thrice holy as the scripture says and he is a god who has been who has placed his moral law according to romans one at least um into the hearts of man so that we would actually be able to see it. I don't well, Maybe that's not the right word. Actually, it might not be Romans one, but nonetheless says that he wrote the law on our hearts. Right. Um, the point being that, and of course, in Genesis one, it says that we're made in the image of God. Right. Um, the point being that he's not just creating in this deistic sense where it's like, all right, I made the stuff and I'm kind of out. I'm done with this. It's I made the stuff. And also, I'm dictating the morality. And also I want to put myself in a way, at least within these people, I want to have relationship with these people, so on and so forth. Right. Um, And basically your question is essentially like, well, what gives the judge the right to judge? Well, the fact that he's the judge gives him the right to judge, right? Maybe you shouldn't be committing crimes if you don't want to be judged Um, in this particular situation. Of course, you know, there's a little bit more theological uh, talk to go into that, but I think that's sort of the basic idea. 
Gotcha, and thank you very much. This one coming in from Spicy Roads says, Why didn't an all-loving God just make an all-loving planet like heaven? You ever seen the movie Stepford mm-hmm. Wives? Mm-hmm. That well, for those of you who have, that is why he does not just make thing every you know make everything peachy keen, right? You can have perfection if you want, but if you're just perfection from by default, um, that's that's called control, right? Um, if you're perfect because you don't have any other way way to be, right? You're like literally not capable of making the choice. I want to be with God. I want to. Uh, worship him. I want to follow his laws, those sort of things. I want to be in communion with my fellow man, right? If you're not actively making those choices, you're just a drone. Um, and yeah, I guess I would say, if you haven't watched Step for Wives, watch Step for Wives. It's kind of a bad movie. I'm not going to lie. It's not very good. Um, but, you know, the, the the premise is interesting. Gotcha. And Cider and Port has a, you know, you say kind of a, a roundabout debate request for you, Skyler, in Ooh. particular says reply to your email james would skyler be willing to defend the pro-life side <laughs> uh i mean i don't know it'd be maybe. a tag team oh i could do a tag team maybe we could do it but I mean, it's so we get complicated because i am not black and white on abortion so uh it anyways i i would maybe be interested we'd have to talk about it you got it. And thanks for your question. Fact-based living says, CJ, what is the point of a... What is the point of a God judging anyone? Why would it have that right to do so? Simply for creating things? The whole story seems pointless. I think that's, I think that's a repeat question, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I think that's I the one you just did. Okay, sorry. <laughs> See, I, was like, I was like, this one's a lot like a, one that I just read. Okay, Brandon Arlie... Thank you for your question. It says, CJ, is what God does good because God does it, or does God do it because it is good? Yes, is my answer to that question. I think that from our perspective, the commands of God and the fact that God has actually made us in his image are the only way that we can know morality. So from our perspective, things are true uh, because God has said them. But God, according to the Christian worldview, does not just make up morals arbitrarily uh but they are grounded at least in some way although we may not have the best ways of explaining it uh within him so i think both and are true not either or gotcha and thank you very much this one coming in from tippy bear says skyler what is wrong with killing babies (sighs) every time someone asks me that a little part of me dies inside when people ask me that uh, well, I mean, one thing, I mean, from my perspective is, you know, I care about them, right? And I love them and I don't want to harm them. You know, my morality is based on my emotions and my opinions, you know, and, uh, you know, I tend not to, you know, do immoral things that go against like what I, w- I want to do, you know? So I, I just feel like, why is it immoral? Well, first, they're innocent children. They don't deserve anything. There's no just reason why you would you would execute one, Right. You know, second, I love and care about them. Third, I have human empathy, right? I, I know you have that out there. I know that exists in you, unless you're a sociopath. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 why I feel it's wrong to, you know, kill babies. But you know, you don't have to agree with me. You can really, if you want to take a position where it's morally okay to kill babies, that's on you. That's gotcha. It. 
Next up, thank you for your question. This one coming in from Paul Kamish says, CJ, if I could create life and this life as feeling like pain, pleasure, and love. Let me just uh, reread that. CJ, if I could create life and this life, I think they're saying uh, has feelings like pain, pleasure, and love. Would it be moral for me to torture and kill that life? Interestingly enough, you're not going to like my answer, uh, but only because you are a sub creation and therefore are not actually an ultimate creator. Um, Because of the fact that there is a higher morality than you, because of the fact that you are created in this person is is created by you and you are created in the image of God, right? Um, You are bound by a a higher morality. You don't get to dictate that sort of thing, even if you are creating things. Um, Now, if you were, you know, a God creating your own universe, then again, you could, I guess you can do whatever you want, right? No, I mean, who's going to stop you? Obviously nobody. Uh, you know, um, if you're the one who's dictating what morals are and are not, um, then, you know, who's going to stop you again? But in this situation, in our modern world, which is the one where, or not the modern world, but in, in the, in our actual world, right? Not in a, in a hypothetical where I'm answering the question, you are bound to a higher authority. And that higher authority makes it to where, no, you would not be. Gotcha. And thank you very much for your question. Hard, hard X core darkness says, did you know this number? They donated $6 and 66 cents, AKA 666. They say, did you know this number has no biblical significance to Satan research? I mean, that's just false. I mean, I guess at best I could be generous and say potentially that they're basing their understanding off of Irenaeus's understanding, which came out to 616 rather than 666. Uh, but Irenaeus is contradicted by literally every single other church father, as well as every manuscript that we have with the exception of like three. So yes, yeah, just wrong. And Zirafa, thanks for your question, said, should a mother consider the love of a two-year-old child towards her worthless? Since it's mostly instinctual, and not free love, and the full understanding of death doesn't develop until age five. Worthless? No, but it's certainly not the same thing as when that child is older. Absolutely. In fact, it's a perfect example of that. The love your dog has for you, which I'm sure if you own a dog, you probably can tell it's pretty genuine, but it's not the same love that your mother has for you, that your brother has for you, so on and so forth, right? There's something in that dog that makes it to where he does not have the ability to love you at that level, right? Um, it's not his fault. doesn't mean it's worthless. Right. And obviously a baby's is, is going to be more than the dogs. Right. But you get the idea and the analogy. Um, there is a difference between the love that something with little to no understanding has and the willing love that something that is completely cognizant would have. And, and to be fair, I'd be willing to bet most people would agree with me, including probably the person who asked the question. Gotcha. And thank you very much. This question coming in from Will Stewart. That's right, Skyler. He's coming back for more. He says, so remember, he's the one that said, hey, Skyler, like, wouldn't it be more ethical for God to bring these children to the afterlife? He says, yes, on that logic of abortion, the child is shown mercy. The woman is still held to account for her sin, just like Joseph and his brothers. Then really, honestly, like I mean, if you if we really follow, we want to follow this rationale through. Like, you would be doing the greatest service to your children by aborting them before they they're born, because at least you've guaranteed, 
right? They'll get to go to heaven. And you know what? You could still repent later on, right? You could genuinely mean it, right? But hey, you saved a child. And hey, I mean, the more abortions you have, the more babies you save. How ironic is that? Now, here's what's weird, right? <laughs> like, why is it that a woman could technically save more people than Jesus could if she just kept having more abortions, right? Like, it's just, it's just weird. I, this is just a weird scenario. I, it's a weird way to think about it. Uh, but this is where you get with Calvinist theology. Good. We're good. Gotcha. And Code 5601 says, thanks for remembering me, James. Of course, Code. We're glad you're here, friend. And Jordan Rich, thank you for your question, says CJ. So if God is all-powerful, could he not have made a world with less or even no evil? And since he is all-powerful, couldn't he deem that best? Well, I mean, I guess the second part of your question, not necessarily, right? I mean, if if what is best is based within his nature or something along those lines, then, it, like I said, it's not like he's arbitrarily making it up. Um, but... Um, so could he create a world where there was little to no evil? I mean, I, I, the answer is yes. It is literally yes, as far as his ability to like be able to do things. Right. Um, but again, the, the question at that point would be like, what things is God trying to accomplish by what it is that he actually decided to do? Um, I think that again, this is just my opinion that it's probably true that this is the best way to get the highest number of people in a willing relationship with uh, God. That's that's a argument that I've heard, and it works pretty well for me personally. I don't know that that's true. It's not explicitly biblical. Um, it's just something that, you know, people have suggested and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I don't know exactly why God decided to make the world the way that he did, but um, in his wisdom— he has decided that this was better than an alternative. And I trust him, frankly. I mean, I know that sounds like a faith-based claim doesn't have any, because, you know, it doesn't have any uh, place in the debate, but you know, that is the faith I'm here to defend, I guess. Right. So. Gotcha. And James Alistair, Hannah, thank you for your question. Says James, I listened to a response when you said that it helps to have a debate with a partner. It's true. If you're a newcomer to modern day debate, and we don't know if you have a lot of debate experience that we can look at, we do ask usually that you'd be willing to uh, do a tag team debate so we can get a feel for you. And then they say, so CJ, would you be willing to initiate me onto this platform against either some socialists or some atheists? Um, yeah, I guess sort of depends a little bit on, on the position. Um, my my one thing with the, the religious debates, I'm not super strict, but there are there's just certain sects that I don't consider to be Christian, and so therefore I, I don't think it's honest for me to tag up with them. So uh, I, I can't do tag team debates with Mormons, with Catholics, with Jehovah's Witnesses because I don't believe that we follow the same faith. Um, don't mean that an insult. I've just I just I actually think the exact opposite. I think it would be insulting of me to take that position with you when I said that you actively did not. We're not a member of my faith group. Um, so as long as those things are not true, yeah, you know, shoot me an email. Let's get a topic. I'm totally down. Gotcha. Just a couple more questions. Will Stewart, all up in your face. Skyler says, regarding your comment, you remember who this is? So yeah. Yeah. they say, I think they're referencing uh, 
Paul from, I think, Romans 6.1. They say, should we sin so grace may abound? No. Yeah, but you could save more people. Like, I guarantee if you have a woman right now that has had a bunch of abortions, by this logic, she's probably saved more people than you have. Right? Like, if, like, I don't, like, this logic you have is insane from a Calvinist. I mean, and, and once again, from a Calvinist perspective, they believe everything is predestined. Right? So all these abortion that he's complaining about are literally predestined by God. They're written out by God and they're literally happening because this is exactly the way God wanted it. So I don't understand what you're upset about. Literally everything's happening according to God's plan. Get with it or don't. Maybe he'll save you if you're lucky enough to be chosen for whatever his good pleasure. Next question coming in from Brian Stevens says, are we perfect in heaven? If so, aren't we a drone in heaven? In other words, we have no free will. Uh, I don't actually have the answer to that question. I don't think anybody really does. What best I could say is if we don't have free will in heaven, I guess it would be voluntarily given up. And if we do have free will in heaven, I think that the, you know, living and having, you know, being brought to relationship with God in some way would be perfecting our will to where we would not want to do those sorts of things. But I don't even know that to be fair. That's just sort of off the top of my head answer. Um, I don't think anybody has a really good answer to that question. Gotcha. And James Alcer, Hannah has a question, a follow-up for you. Says, can I follow up asking about Eastern Orthodoxy from your perspective, CJ? Uh, well, I've noticed Eastern Orthodoxy seems to be sort of, I guess, I don't know. It's weird because they're organized. They're very strongly organized, but I, I, I don't seem to find them all necessarily believing the same thing. Um, so it would depend, I guess, a little bit on your own particular position. So, like, for example, um, iconoclasm, I, I do think, is a, is a violation of the second commandment. I don't know if that necessarily makes you not a Christian, um, but it is something I have a serious problem with. But we could probably hash that out. It's not the thing with some of these other groups, like, for example, Catholics. I think Catholics are an outright violation of the Galatian heresy, uh, which is basically when you add uh, add something to the gospel that is not actually there. In the case of the Galatians, they were even adding things that are from the scripture to the gospel. And yet Paul says they are anathema. And I think Catholics definitely do that with things like papal supremacy, infallibility, et cetera. Um, kind of depends on the Eastern Orthodox with things like that. Right. Um, but for the most part, as far as the other things, they tend to agree deity and Christ of Christ, uh, salvation through grace alone. Right. Although even that one, I guess that that depends on on the individual. A lot of people do not believe in salvation by grace alone. But, you know, again, we can hash that stuff out. Gotcha. And with that, folks, want to say thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. Our guests, Skylar and CJ, are linked in the description, folks. So if you want to hear more, those links are at the very top of the description box, both here on YouTube and if you're listening via podcast. So huge thank you Skyler and CJ it's been a true pleasure thank you guys so much for hanging out with us tonight thank you yeah absolutely I appreciate you having us on absolutely and thank you guys so much everybody for all of your questions sorry we didn't get to every question but just for the sake of we do want to respect the time of the debaters CJ I know that you wanted to start early I hope that you're not going to be late to whatever is coming up next if you've got something next but thank you so much yeah, absolutely. Willing. I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, you know, obviously, you know, 
everybody has their own things that they're doing. Right. Um, so I kind of, I, I try to be as open as I can, right. Just so that I, we can actually get these things going. Um, and I appreciate you doing the same. Yeah. CJ is a very honest debater is one of the things I really appreciate about debating with CJ is he, I think you truly do want to try to understand your opponent, what they're saying. I don't, I think you acknowledge when things are, you know, when they need to be acknowledged. So I, you know, I, I want to just applaud CJ, even obviously, obviously I disagree with him, but to be able to come into a debate and have someone, even though it may seem I over talk a little bit or we joke, but you can see we have good spirit towards each other. So I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate you as well. And I, I likewise actually very much enjoy having these conversations with you. One of my favorite debaters on the opposite side, to be fair. So um, <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Respect is mutual for sure. Always fun, gentlemen. And also, I have pinned to the top of the chat, Converse apparently is hosting an after show, and we are willing to link the after show for either side. So if there's like a Christian channel, an atheist <laughs> channel, a Muslim channel, you name it, we're willing to link your after show in our description box. So I will add that in addition to it being pinned at the top of the chat to the description box. So thank you very much, folks, for all of your questions. Thanks for your support, you guys. I will be back in just a moment with a post-credit scene letting you know about some of the upcoming debates that we are stoked about and that you don't want to miss. So be right back in just a few, folks. Thanks again, though, to our guests, Skylar and CJ. It's been a true pleasure, you guys. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.